0: So, Ruby Lee, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Thanks so much for having me on, guys.
0: Awesome. So, you wear many different hats, coach, mentor, speaker, podcaster as well. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, how you got to where you are now.
1: I always find this questions so hard to answer you know you kind of go oh my gosh I am I do wear so many hats and I'm a multi um you know passionate human and then when you get asked the question it's like where do I start where do I start <laughs> but I guess in a nutshell I I do I guess uh title myself a side hustle coach so I'm someone who's really passionate about those of us who are currently maybe working nine to five jobs or who have a primary way in which we are Uh, you know, using our energy, whether it's through study or caring for someone at the moment full time. But at the back of your mind, you're thinking, how do I start a little side business that's also purpose-led? So my business is all about activating those side hustles and leading people to inspired action. So I coach, I run digital courses, I speak as well. I do a bunch of different things, but my heart and soul is really all about the side hustle.
0: Awesome. I'm in a, I suppose, a lucky position to be someone that had a side hustle and then sort of took that dive and now have been Good. living the side hustle full time hustle over, it? over a decade. Twenty four seven. It feels like a, more <laughs> of a nine to five again now. I think I need a new side hustle. <laughs> well, actually, I've got lots of side hustles too. But we also um, we we speak to a lot of people. So we do app development. Um, we speak to a lot of people who you know have ideas and, and are wanting to jump in. So um, I'm actually interested. The guys in the room here, Christo and Nick. Like, do you think about side hustles? And I know you do a bit of game development on the side, Christo. Yep. Um, like I know you talk a lot about this Ruby, but you know, at what point, I suppose, do you do you start thinking, well, is, is this is this my passion? Is this is this more the sort of the you know that 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 vision that I can see in my future, and and do you start you know actually planning to take that step, in, you know, from a side hustle into you know maybe something more than that?
1: Yeah, I think some people you know will react to it different ways, so sometimes it takes a little bit longer to kind of go, oh, actually, I do want to go all in with it. And for others in my community, they just want to have it as another sort of creative outlet, a way to kind of just like de-stress from real life or even just to have another income source, right? So it really just depends on your own personal situation and and what you want to do with it. But I guess to connect into things like whether it's purpose-led or whether it's something you're always meant to do, the best indicator for me is always when, you kind of go to bed thinking about it, then you might even dream about it. And then you wake up and you think, God, I wish I could just live today, basically in my side hustle. And you find excuses in your day job, let's say, where you want to spend lunchtime working on it or chipping away at it. And you can't wait to get home and you know do whatever you need to. And then mm-hmm. at night, you Burn the midnight oil and you start chipping away at it again. I think that's a really strong indicator of when an interest or a little hobby is actually a, a purpose led hustle.
0: I was listening to your podcast where you were talking about um, standing on the top of a tabletop mountain and looking at that sign. Um, yeah. So I suppose it's that crossroads, right? But yeah, and you were talking about that, that emotional connection. So I think what you're saying then is, you know, if if you sort of you know feel that passion for something, and I think there's so many people that I mean, I suppose we're lucky to be in sort of creative industry where mm. hopefully you guys like your jobs, but um, you know, what well, we are sort of living, you know, doing purpose-led careers, um, or well, at least I hope so. But you know, a lot of people are stuck in nine-to-fives where they are just waiting to finish work so they can, you know, jump back into writing or, or you know, cooking, whatever it might be. Um, and I, I think, yeah, sort of listening to your heart is kind of one of those first signs, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I did the side hustle thing for three and a half years and I was actually really loving my career. I was a recruiter and my background is in HR. And then even before that, I actually qualified as an accountant, didn't mind that either. Mm. So it wasn't ever, I guess, born from the fact that I hated my nine to five so much that in spite of it all, I'm going to start a side hustle. And I'm definitely not in the anti nine to five club. I feel yeah. that there are so many amazing companies out there that really support individuals that help them work towards their dreams. But I do believe that we are in an age of entrepreneurship and that if we want to create something outside of work hours, we definitely should allow ourselves to do that and give ourselves permission to be able to live into that life as well which is why you know i I tend to talk a lot about being multi-passionate and you know if you're not someone who let's say wants to do the nine-to-five come home have dinner watch netflix for three hours go to bed and that's what you do for the rest of your life and instead you want to actually create a little side biz then then i think you know all power to you like we Mm. can do that too
2: do you um do you find it that people may find it hard to keep that drive going? Like, I mean, how deep do you try to kind of bend people's, um, you know, um, personality or like motivation? Yeah, like, you know, maybe like do you do you start small, like just getting people to wake up earlier or kind of break their routine, like go to the gym more, or, you know, thing, things like that?
1: Yeah, I, I love the concept of finding net time. So it's most people will say to me, oh, but Ruby, I don't have any time. My day is so busy and there's so much going on. And so my philosophy is that, yeah, I mean, if you're finding the time, you just won't find it because that's that's just the way we're programmed. Mm. But you got to make the time. So if you make it, it could be in that uh, in the form of waking up early uh I definitely have had some clients who've worked with me and they've ended up saying oh I'm now part of the 5 a.m club I'm like oh my god I actually have a client who wakes up at three o'clock in the morning Whoa. I'm like what the hell <laughs> I'm like that is so crazy he's gonna listen to this and be like that's me um <laughs> so, no I was watching this thing I think it was like Mark Wahlberg and his like yeah, morning yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that so it's like 3 8 2 30 a.m and mm. I'm like oh, okay no that's that's really extreme. Too far. And yeah. you what
0: do time that does guy it go to then, bed? Yeah. <laughs> Five in the afternoon of the evening. It's
3: three hours sleep.
1: Exactly. But no, to answer your question, definitely small steps. What works well for you? Like for me, I would say I'm such a night owl. So I would just go to bed later. I would literally stay up till two o'clock in the morning and then I'd look up at the time. And I'm like, shit, I've got to, go to, I've got to go to bed. I've got work the next day. Uh, can I swear on the podcast? Sure, <laughs> but um. Literally, I'd be like, okay, so sleep was a thing. And then, um, yeah, for me, the big one was definitely Netflix. I love a good series or two. um, And I just decided that, you know, I'm not saying stop watching it altogether. That's really extreme. But for me, I would like sit down every night and watch something on Netflix. So instead, my early days, I would just be like, okay, well, one night a week, I'm going to have like a Netflix Netflix free night and just work on the side hustle. So, yeah, there's little sacrifices you can make to to start off.
3: Yeah, cool. So, do you find like when people are kind of starting out, it's more of like a transition into that kind of thing then when you are coaching them?
1: Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, some people will, will do the slow burn and the slow transition and others will just be like, rip the Band-Aid off. I'm ready. I'm all in. Let's go
0: for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all approach, is it? Mm, yeah.
1: And let- the ones that are like really fiery and really passionate, and they, you know, they're so ready because they've just been waiting for permission. And it's funny, you know, when you do Mm. end up speaking to someone who just says, but why haven't you done it anyway? And they can't give you a good answer. They're the ones that are just like, okay, that's it. Waking up early, you know, um, unsubscribing for Netflix for a month. And then I get others who if they can't find the time and they take up the philosophy of making the time it can also come in the form of spending their annual leave like let's say they've got like some of them have like massive annual leave banked up right mm. they never never taken a holiday I'm like I don't understand that but sure and so they've taken like 10 days where they just live into that lifestyle of turning their side hustle into their main hustle and they spend all their time like starting their business creating a website so that's really cool as well I've heard people do that as well
0: just pointing at david here. david's done that before (laughs) do
3: you find with um people as well like going all in and kind of you know just starting and going crazy do you find burnout to be an issue with these kind of projects as well
1: oh my gosh absolutely and that's it like if you come out of it and you're just like racing racing down that track and you don't give yourself the opportunity just to rest and balance and look back then totally i mean i was definitely guilty of that i was so pumped and you know staying up till 2 a.m every night is not sustainable especially when I had to be at work some days, like 7.30 in the morning. So I'd go to work totally wrecked. Um, and, it, yeah, you do definitely head on that path of burnout. So then it started to be like, well, let's explore the whole ideal around balance and what that looks like. And,
3: yeah. you know, I Is think… Is this for yourself, was- sorry, or like other like clients in general? Sorry? Is this for yourself? Like you were kind of exploring yeah like oh, what yeah, a good no, balance looks like me. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah but clients in general as well but it was definitely you know the balance for me meant that yeah some nights i just didn't need to i i allowed myself to just take time off and not always have to be in it but when you start to think about your daily habits of success then start to think about how much of that those daily habits actually include time where you can just rest and relax and you know whether it's in the form of like meditation or going to the gym like whatever that looks like to you to kind of i like to call it like you know detox the crazy then do that
0: and then around around i suppose um finding time there's a there's a lot of research done around around sleep and i used to be still am to an extent but um uh, guilty of this you know being that sort of business person that's you know says they don't sleep and, oh, I get and you operate a 4 hours sleep. But at the end of the day, you know, sleep's a very important part of uh, you know, of, of being a functioning or high-functioning human being anyway. So mm-hmm. I think you do need to find that balance, don't you? So whatever it yeah. is that you need to do to relax. But um, there is a lot of time. i was interested um, in the fact that, that now you're coaching. I think accountability is a huge thing. So I think you know, having, having permission. So for me personally, it was my then-girlfriend, now-wife. She was we living in London at the time and, sh- and she was just sort of like – you know, why, this is, I was uh, doing a bit of freelance graphic design. She was like, why don't you just go all in? Just just do it. And all I needed at that time was that, you know, push. And it wasn't that big of a push, but it was literally one person that was sort of behind me saying, just, just go for it. Um, mm. And that was enough to, to kick me over the ledge. And I, I sort of went all in at the time, which was um, a good move in hindsight. But I think having somebody that's got your side, because you often find people that are doing things on the side, they actually get negative feedback from family and friends saying like, yeah, yeah, well that, you know, that's a good idea, but um you know and it, it doesn't give you that i suppose that momentum to to jump in so having somebody there that can be you know sort of account, accountability buddy accountability. <laughs>
1: yeah and i think you've touched on a great point there that you do need to somewhat you know protect that energy of yours where if you want to be able to go all in and give it a good shot and when i say all in it might just be building it up to a point where it is sustainably mm. just doing its thing and, you know, it's, it might be earning you a little bit of a side income or something like that. If you've got family who's super supportive, that's amazing. And if you have family that's, you know, very much like why are you doing this, like this just seems <laughs> so intense, like enjoy life and live a little bit, then I think it's just a, a matter of really getting real with your Um, you know like your origin story why did you want to start it in the first place and no one can argue with that right so it's just about getting them on board and communicating that across and and just kind of blocking out the stuff that doesn't actually matter because it's often their fears or their doubts that they're casting on you they're not your doubts and your fears
0: exactly Mm. Mm. another thing I'm quite interested in um, I know this happens in in larger companies but is this sort of concept of side hustling within your nine to five. So, um, you know, people that are, that are within an organization that potentially, I don't know, um, a, a developer might want to look into the design department or vice versa, um, yeah. actually sort of taking some steps either outside of work or, or inside of work, you know, with the with the sort of uh, co-signing of, of your employer to to dabble in something to else, some you stuff. know, during the nine to yeah, five. Yeah, well,
3: Google have programs as well, right? Like where it's like 20% of your time should be on like <laughs> side projects and things yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, I love it, and I've I've come from that sort of environment. I used to work at a you know tech startup firm and consultancy, and they were so cool with it. They were just like, "Yep." So an example for me was that I I was recruiting developers, and I really really wanted to start coaching. Like that was just my thing. I just really wanted to delve into coaching, and I spoke to the CEO and founder of the business, and I said, "I really want to do this as like a side hustle. Uh, would you?" be okay with it? Are you supportive of it? And they were like, yeah, and you can also coach people here. Like the leadership team needs coaching and guidance and we think it'd be fantastic. So if you want to spend some time doing that here, we'd be more, more than supportive and obviously it really helped the business too. So that's one example. Um, and then of my clients, I, I can think of so many, but, you know, I've got a, a lawyer who uh, by side hustle is a modern calligrapher so oh, well. you'd think gosh they don't <laughs> marry up at all right and so but for for her like she she balances her time really nicely but she's also now creating you know thank you cards and christmas cards and things like that for their clients and it's a original pieces from her yeah. which is really awesome and um designing like logos and stuff for their website i think that's so cool and then there's like um of photographer by side hustle and then by day she manages like a massive team at one of Australia's largest banks and so you think oh well how does that merge but she's just said to her boss you know I'd love to be able to take some more professional headshots for our team so that they are represented well on LinkedIn uh is that something that you know you guys would be open to and they're like yeah so they had a massive day taking headshots and like professional photos and they kind of Share on the scene as well It's being like a side hustle photographer. So there's so many examples of that, but yeah, I, I love, love, love the concept.
2: Okay, so, so like the theme is kind of you're trying to merge your side hustle with
0: your main
2: hustle. It's yeah, there's like, so it's like a good. few different ways to go about it. Yeah, yeah. okay,
0: interesting. And we live in yeah. such an exciting time, I suppose, for to be able to, to dabble in, you know, in, in, in different. In different mediums, and 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 potentially bring you know uh, someone that maybe wouldn't have had the tools available to be a designer and a lawyer, you know now can actually can can do that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's definitely a good time to be an entrepreneur and a good time to. To be, you know, breaking out and trying new things. Mm.
3: Yeah. I think yeah. One, of the, oh, one of the coolest things I was going to say is like there's so many like educational resources as well these days yeah. just to kind of like, you know, pick up new skills and learn these things and just get mm. out there. Yeah.
2: I had like a, a failed one recently, a failed side hustle. Oh, you did personally? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried to do sculpting. Yeah? I was so shit at it. I just decided <laughs> you, to stop. Did you build anything? Yeah. I built like a little character. I like, I, like spent like money. I bought all the tools and everything.
0: Or oh, was the hustle going to be? You cell going to sell, sell I your know. I don't know. No. <laughs>
2: maybe, so maybe. I don't know. <laughs> eventually. <Yeah>. <laughs> so, is <laughs> this the one sculpture? Did you finish it? Uh, yeah. And then Bonnie, my daughter, broke it.
3: Oh. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, Christo, talking about like the amount of resources we have available mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm reading um, Walter Isaacson's uh, biography of Leonardo da Vinci at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really, really good book. It re- I recommend yeah. everybody mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so da vinci was born um a, a few years after the like the the gutenberg press first happened so you know books were becoming mainstream mm. yeah. so he he was sort of this first generation of uh People think as scholars that actually, so I think I think what, like when, when of, yeah, he when he right, died, he had right. he owned like 170 books, which was like a lot of books. But you know, part of part of his genius at the time was was delving in and, and reading all these different texts on these different subjects you know, broad mm. subject matters. But um, you know, part of the Renaissance was you know the pr- proliferation of, of knowledge, mm. um, and we just live in this time where we just have you know that times you know, a, a, a bazillion um, yeah, in, yeah. Our, in our pockets. So, so I mean, we do find... live in an incredible time where you can teach yourself anything, where you can know research the the most niche nuanced uh, industry or craft or skill and and become a sculptor you know from your living room but you know 20 years ago that that wouldn't have been possible
1: it's so true it's so true and you know i think the basis of having a side hustle or let's say just talk about it from like a a full career portfolio perspective Mm. is i really believe there's like three main pillars if you like so the first one being financial so you obviously want to be able to work so you can pay the bills enjoy a nice lifestyle and all of that then the second pillar to me is like intellectual you're wanting to always feel as humans Ah! like we want to grow I'm so sorry
3: that's fine (laughs) it's a little person
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you want to grow and you want to be able to you know like challenge yourself you never ever want to feel like you're you've stopped learning And that's the second pillar. And the third is really just all about creativity. You want to, you know, just push the boundaries a little bit. And I love that. I love that there's so many creative outlets now that we can have just, as you said, you know, with a bit of research on the internet and being able to create something amazing. So, you know, whatever your motivation is behind starting a side hustle, it might be one or all three parts of those pillars. But I just think it's a really nice sort of scientific way of looking at it.
0: And where do you find um, out of the sort of out of your followers and and people that you're working with? Does, do you think it stems from the intellectual and creativity as primary, or, or a lot of people looking for that financial that financial pillar?
1: You know what? It's almost always intellectual and creative, mm, isn't that, that interesting? Sure. Yeah. I hardly have anyone that says to me, "I need a side hustle because I need to pay those extra school bills." I do, however, have a lot of randoms on LinkedIn. Like that's, it's like such a random platform sometimes because it's so open source and I will get the strangest messages. Like one I got today was like, help me be financially free, ma'am. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right, well, maybe not quite the philosophy that I adopt, but you know, I'll definitely get some others who think, who will say, hang on, wait, is having a side hustle just like driving an Uber? Because I do that. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely one form of having a side hustle, but it's actually just another job. You know, it's just another part-time or casual job. Um, I I truly believe that side hustles are mostly born from just being so connected to an idea or having that kind of like creative outlet to be able to drive that home.
0: So you you see it as a a passion as opposed to just, you know, I, I, I Job's probably not the right word for it, but you know, just just the yeah, transactional.
3: Yeah. I think especially if it's like a side hustle, like having the passion for it is like a massive part that you kind of need to happen. Like if you kind of go home from your nine to five and whatever, like you know, job, you can love your job, but if you kind of go home to something you don't, love McDonald's, as well. McDonald's isn't a side <laughs> hustle. Yeah, exactly. And just like you know, just like purely work, it'd be pretty, a pretty difficult process.
1: Yeah, and and I guess the other part is is I will also come across a lot of people in the community who want to start a side hustle because they've identified a gap in the market yep. and they want to create a business and then sell it. And I think that's fine if there's obviously also passion in there to actually go the hard yards because, you know, if you've ever been in the startup world, I know you guys have. It's, it's, mm. It gets to the point where you do get really, really challenged by why are you starting this? And, you know, investors and VCs alike, they want to always know your why. They always want to know your origin story. And even if you're trying to sell a business, they're wanting to know, hang on, what, what is the actual reason you started this and what's the problem you're trying to solve? And if you can't answer any of that because it's just been born out of filling a gap in the market to make a ton of money, then that's where you're going to start getting, you know, it's going to get a little hot under the collar.
0: A hundred percent. We're at a conference in South Australia in Adelaide here last week called South Start, which you should definitely check out next year, Ruby. Mm -hmm. But um, we were lucky enough to uh, do some podcasts with some of the speakers and we had some really interesting people that have, you know, had huge success in in, in the startup world um, and the recurring theme with them all and some of them had had big exits um, was that, you know, they were never sort of in whatever business it was, you know, to get out. And as soon as they got out, they got back into something else. And I think you find yeah. that people that do have those exits, are, you know, didn't start with the "I'm going to build something and, and sell it." They they started with a with a passion or a dream or you know, yeah, some some sort of purpose um, to the project, whatever it was. And then you know, even with the thirty million dollars from Apple or whatever it might be, jumped straight back into another passion project. Mm.
1: So good. That's so. That's awesome. It sounds like an awesome conference.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, it was really good, actually. Definitely right up your alley. So def- worth checking out. I'll, um, I'll send you some details about it and some of the podcasts that we did. But yeah, some some great chats. Do
3: you find that is kind of like a recurring theme, though, Ruby? Like you'll find someone like they do start like a side hustle and they'll kind of start a few and more and more. Like it's kind of I don't know if I was like addictive, but you know, yeah, you know, they they like to approach like a few different things.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think in the at the start you want to give things a, 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 like a go, you know, you, you kind of might have a ton of ideas and then you shortlist your ideas and you think, oh, I reckon I could go have a good go at these three. Yeah. And then that I think that's where, you know, you kind of just like hop around on those lily pads for a little bit to see what feels right. And then there's like a moment, there's usually always a moment where someone goes, this happened, and I just knew it was that business that I had to get into. Um, yeah, and it's sure. you know, it doesn't need to be significant, like a you know, like a near death moment or anything like that. But it's usually just like a oh god, it just hit me. Like, you know, I had I was at a barbecue, someone asked me this question, I couldn't shut up about it. Yeah, and it's kind and of made sense in the yeah, time, yeah, yeah.
3: All oh, okay, cool. Like, along those lines as well, like, do you find there is maybe like a lot of failure as well with people starting these things and like a lot of learning and you know, trying new approaches?
1: Yeah. And I think failure is often quite the slippery slope because it's often the the bar that you set for yourself. I mean, no one else looking on is gonna be like you have failed in your side hustle because the reality is is that, you know, we set ourselves the that that milestone or yeah. you know we kind of go oh we really want to get whether it's like a financial point or we want to get to a follower point or we want to get this far into developing a game and we haven't because we haven't had time then we think oh we've just failed but it's only ever our benchmark right and I think that often you know the ones that I work with will be like I just feel like I haven't done as well as I could I'm like but who else is saying that it's just you it's your benchmark. And so we often battle with ourselves. And this is where when I first went all in from taking my side hustle to my main hustle, I was very much that, um, that person that was all about business strategy, you know, marketing, social media, you know, setting up my business right, all of that. But the one thing that I was missing was actually the mindset part. And often where, you know, resilience lies and where grit lies and moving forward, you know, the first thing that goes wrong amazing right suddenly you think oh my god I'm on the path to failure <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you're really just on the path to pushing through that next level.
0: So this came up a lot last week we were talking to um, quite a lot of uh, international speakers um, and we were, we were talking about this, this concept in Australia which I think differs a bit to American I'm really interested in your opinion because I mean when you say you've gone all in you really have and, and you put yourself out there and you've got, a, you've got a big social media presence and you know you, you literally are putting yourself out there there is this sort of tall poppy syndrome that that does exist in Australia, and pe- people are afraid of sticking their neck out. And people, yeah, you know, for whatever reason, see failure as some sort of end, as opposed to that, you know, speed bump which catapults you over to the next, uh, the next, you know, next hurdle, whatever that is, which which is the case. And and I think anybody that you know has got through hard times and failure, you know, appreciates that and looks back and goes, hey, that was actually really worthwhile for me in, in my personal growth. How do you find putting yourself out there? And, uh, yeah, I suppose, you know, jumping up onto that platform.
1: Oh, and, and I definitely resonated with the tall poppy syndrome thing. That is something that I've experienced quite recently mm. in the last two months or so. Since I kind of clicked over that six-month mark going all in with my business and going full-time with it, I had a comment on one of my posts and it was from someone who was relatively close, like a first-degree connection. Okay. And he said to me, Ruby, we're so sick of you parading around now. Can you just actually, you know, um, tune it down a bit or take it off off LinkedIn? Because it was on a LinkedIn post that I did this, and yeah. I was just talking about, you know, being able to live a life by design and how much I've learned from that. And yeah, he was obviously it triggered him for some reason, and he's like, take it to Facebook, and I was like, geez, like that was, yeah, you know, that much. was definitely a, a big moment where I was like, oh, that's what it feels like. That's feels like you know to be just cut down um well, what, but yeah what's, what's he I think doing that, yeah it's, <laughs> yes um but yeah no you know coming back to the whole putting yourself out there every day it's a choice you know there are some days where i don't feel like it at all and i will still show up and actually you guys will appreciate this so i post daily onto linkedin it's just mm. the platform i've used to catapult my personal brand out there i decided to just do it every for the first day for Uh, I wanted to post a daily video for 90 days and it was something that I did from day one of starting the business full-time. And um, it was funny though because when I ran out of content, there was actually a day where I was like, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to share with you guys. (laughs) I am blank. And I'm just making a video about how I have nothing to share with you guys. And but I'm showing up because I made a commitment to it. Was the highest engaging that's post <laughs> <laughs> that's like awesome. love to check like, it out. That's so effing awesome. <laughs> like, that's cool. It's just you never know, do you?
0: But, I mean, showing up is, is such an important thing. I, I assume that you're a uh, Seth Godin fan, yes. So, I mean, he, he's been a big impact. On, on my career and I, I, you know I I loved some of his early stuff all of his stuff really but I mean it, it is just it's shipping right it, you've just got to show up and show up and show up and 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 get things done and I think that that applies to to anything people do really like it, it is just taking that step every day
1: yeah and I love how set. I've actually got one of his books sitting right in front of me nice. which is awesome um he and some of his like blogs are two lines long but he showed up for that day you know and I'm like that is so cool it's just it doesn't need to be overdone stop trying to be a perfectionist about it stop thinking you know and this is the thing right it's like removing the shoulds I should do this or I should do that it's just like do what you want to do if you want to show up with just you know two lines in your in your daily article or blog then do that it's still going to be impactful and if you want to show up saying I've got nothing to say then do that (laughs) because it just makes you real
0: um just quickly touching on personal brand and I know it's something that you talk about quite a bit um and while I don't like the the phrase itself I think you know in in 2018 we all need to have some sort of you know curated personal brand online regardless of if you're in a nine to five or if if you're you know out looking for a job or you're doing a side hustle um because you know there's, there's there's so much access to to us available online if somebody's looking for you nick um i can make it pretty quick and i will especially as a as a employer um you know quick judgment on you based off what i can find quickly on your linkedin profile on your facebook profile wherever it might be so um is that something you talk about with clients and sort of i suppose yeah put in a putting a framework around how you're how you're perceived online.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a very very loose framework, but I totally agree. I mean, for me, the reason why I shine such a light on it is because I used to be a recruiter and also known as the number one stalker in the whole entire world. (laughs) And I'd stalk people's profiles and I'd find out like literally to the, to the bare bones, like what you love doing and, you know, and so it was, it made it easy to break the ice, you know, not necessarily to stalk for stalk safe but just so I could have a chat to you. And, um, And I, yeah, I think coming into the whole side hustle world, I do get a lot of people who will ask me, how do you then do that? If you work full time and you've got a side hustle that you want to monetize, how do you show up online, especially like a LinkedIn profile where it's supposed to be just about where you work? Mm. So my view on it is yes, personal branding in 2018 into 19 is just huge. One step further to that, it's like, Personal branding via like video and visual and audio is huge, and it's one of those things where, you know, you do it from a point of view again about talking about your career portfolio, um, not necessarily just going out there and you know speaking about whatever is on your mind with religion and politics and all those really controversial sure. things, unless that's like your <laughs> that's your personal brand, which I definitely have encountered those characters, which is always <laughs> interesting and fun fun to watch. Um, but you know it really comes down to yeah I work in a 9 to 5 and I freaking love it and my employees are great the culture is fantastic but I also have a you know a side hustle that I believe in and this is what I do on my weekends this is what I do at night time and I'd love to connect with other people out there who might also enjoy uh, hearing about this and I think it just comes across as a really human way and I have this like presentation that I do to a lot of Uh, employers and I call it the human behind the job title is it's less about just having a stagnant you know career progression nowadays as a recruiter I would be looking for someone who is multi-passionate who has many skills to offer outside of just a very very put together career path.
0: I think something I look for when I'm when I'm hiring is like I think it's really interesting to see so uh, let's say you're you're coming in for a creative position but it's interesting to see how things that you've done outside of your career have impacted you know your skills so if you can if you can bring to me some i don't know maybe it was a um a challenge you did sort of you know sports or whatever it might be outside of you know whatever your profession is um and say like oh you know I, well, I did this great um i did this great true grit challenge last year, and we had to but whatever it might be but actually pull that back into to what your career is i think that You know, it starts rounding you out as a person as opposed to this this robot. We say here a lot, you know, humans aren't robots and and they're not.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, if you, you know, once you've hired that person and you're hanging out with them at lunchtime or, you are you know, having beers on a Friday or something, what do you talk about? You don't talk about, you know, oh, yeah, like, I mean, maybe a little bit about shop, shop talk and that kind of thing. But But really, it always always steers to things that it's like, what are you doing on the weekend? How's the family? How's that project you've been working on? Like all these sorts of things, right? And I think that's what LinkedIn's missing. I mean, Mm, it's slowly but surely happening. And I love pushing the boundaries with LinkedIn because I love to just stir it up, stir it all up whenever I can because people get in a tizzy about it. Um, But, you know, I'm like, you know what? If I was hanging around with my colleagues and chilling out with, you know, people from work, I would be talking about this stuff. And that's, Mm. that's what makes me who I am.
0: So so what's the what's the number one actionable tip that everyone in this room here and our listeners can do for their LinkedIn profile? If I have to do one thing on your LinkedIn profile today to to jazz it up, what would you do?
1: Just get on video.
0: Nice. Mm, yep.
1: Quick intro video. Like, hey guys, this is me. Just want to say hello. Um, you know, I I'm more than just what you see on the job title and, uh, you know, my amazing profile picture, obviously, but, you know, really cool to uh, to be able to say hello and connect and, you know, just and that's the thing, human connection, right, online has just had such a spotlight this year because we have been able to do it and yet only there was a statistic out there, I think there's 550 million users on LinkedIn and only 1% are using LinkedIn video mm. and that's not even consistently. Oh, wow. So, it's a very, very, very small amount. So, the attention span, um, the attention on there is humongous. Like, if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, he always talks about uh, trading attention. Like, yeah. LinkedIn is the platform to trade attention right now because the opportunity is humongous.
0: 100%. And it's been incredible. I'm, I'm mates with um, with String Susie um, watching, yeah. you know, watching. How you know just jumping onto a new platform like LinkedIn and and, and just using video, how you know how much cut through you can actually get really quickly?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I remember watching her videos for the first time. Like she jumped on in January. Yeah. Maybe sooner. Yeah, she
0: got I she got early I, access, didn't she?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And mm. then I jumped on in March. Mm. And so it was really cool to kind of like watch how she did it. And I have always admired video content creators. Like I've always been, you know, watching on YouTubers and how they do it. I'm like, how do they vlog their life? And then Mm -hmm. when Periscope came out, I was like, oh, my God, live video. And then Facebook Live came out, Instagram Live. And it's so funny. Like now fast forward and I'm like doing lives every single day. I'm doing video content every single day. It's just something that I'm really attracted to more than just writing a blog because I'm I'm someone who uh, is way better at – getting a point across verbally than actually just writing it out. So it suits me that way as well.
0: And you're right. And, and there's just that extra level of human connection there. that People can really see who you are and, and, and connect with you on a, on a, I think a more human level than, than just through the written word.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Cool. So I appreciate um, your time. So if people want to find you Ruby at, out online, where, where do they look?
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. I love it. So <laughs> at, Ruby Lee. Underscore, I show you the behind the scenes of starting a side hustle, and I do like daily side hustle tips there. Uh, LinkedIn for daily videos. Just Ruby Lee. You can find me there, and I'm also uh, over at the Own Your Hustle podcast.
0: Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll shoot those links out and uh, get people listening to your podcast. Definitely. Thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat with us today.
1: Thank you so much, guys, for having me on. How cool! Very, very awesome.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, it inspired a few people to get out there and uh, start some side hustles.
1: Start start the side hustle, people. Start it. (laughs) You're going
0: to start today. Take take one step, baby steps. Right now.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Awesome. It was great chatting with you.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks. Thanks.
1: See you. Bye.